Welcome to Happy Talks with Dr. Alice and Donovan. Dr. Alice Fong is a holistic naturopathic doctor and founder of Amour de Soi Wellness. And Donovan Jensen is a software engineer and founder of HowToHappy.com. Together, they're out to cause more happiness in the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happy Talks. My name is Dr. Alice, and this is my awesome co-host, Donovan. And today we are talking about what role does luck play in happiness? So Donovan, what are your initial thoughts when it comes to luck and happiness? So I think there is actually quite a bit of luck involved in one sense and very little luck involved in another. So let me obviously break that out because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But uh, in, in one sense, I think, like, for example, there are genetic determinants of uh, your baseline level of happiness and stuff like that. That's mm -hmm. all luck. Like, you don't have any real influence over your genes. Mm -hmm. There are other pieces that are, um, let's see, largely luck to begin with, which is to say that, like, the family you're born into, you don't have much choice over. And the environment that's set up there. And, and what you learn, you don't necessarily have a whole lot of control over, right? And then, but as you get older, I think you get more and more of an ability to sort of like control and influence your environment, the way you respond to things, what you choose to learn, things like that. So I feel like um, those things are not luck dependent, except for the fact that you have to be exposed to them to know, to be able to learn some things. Right. Like if you are raised a certain way, you never have any exposure to like, hey, here are different um, ways of thinking or here are ways of improving your health or whatever else. Like if you don't have access to that knowledge or know that that knowledge exists, then yeah. you can't really work on it. So, again, that that's another element of luck of like, do you have the chance to learn some of these things? Mm -hmm. um, so th those are some of my initial thoughts is there's actually a good amount of luck involved. But once you are aware of the fact that there are tools and knowledge and things that you can do, then the amount of luck goes way, way down because you can control more and more of the influences or more and more of the ways you react or more and more of how your relationships go, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'd be curious what your thoughts are, though. Yeah, no, I think I agree with your thought process in that I think there, there is luck, um, luck of the draw of what genetics we get, or even like what parents we get, essentially. And even though we get their genetics or whoever we get, we also get um, the household we're raised in, <laughs> essentially. That's kind of can be very variable um, from from household to household. So you know, a household in poverty is going to have maybe not have so much emphasis on happiness because they're just trying to survive day by day versus a house that is very comfortable um, might have more opportunities for happiness potentially. But I think I agree, the older we get, there are more tools we can acquire to enhance our happiness. And that can really play a, a huge role in our overall like happiness and well-being. Although, like, the first thought I had when it comes to luck and happiness was, like, the lottery. <laughs> the lottery. I'm, I'd am i be curious on uh, taking a survey to lottery winners to see, like, how happy they are. Because from what I hear, I don't know how accurate this is, but a lot of them just blow through their winnings. And then they're just kind of back to where they were. And 
back to the happiness level that they were before. So it's like a temporary thing versus like, oh, now I have all this money. Now I have all this happiness. And that I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think there is a, a good amount of um, studies and whatnot that follow something similar, which is to say that how profoundly or like how long term do people's happiness change after like major, major events. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't recall the like studies off the top of my head, but in general, I think it is sort of what you said, which is like things like winning the lottery. Yeah. Drastically change your happiness levels in the short term. And I don't remember what the timeline is because it's been a while since I looked at them. Yeah. But it, within like a few years, at least things go back to the baseline. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of if you have had like a, uh, what like a permanent change or not like let's say you won the lottery and you actually do manage to keep some of the money um right. if i'm if i'm remembering correctly there's there's like a bunch of studies that show like yeah you get a huge boost and then it, it goes right back to the baseline that it was and is roughly the same as what it was before and that actually leads me to one of the things that i try to talk about which is like i think it's more important to focus on and work on sort of your day-to-day habits and thoughts and things like that as opposed to your overall life situation as far as happiness is concerned now that doesn't mean like cool just give up on your long-term goals and figure out how to like be happier every day but as far as what thing is going to make the most difference in your happiness um figuring out what your day-to-day is like will uh likely do more than changing your whole life situation however you know i'm sure there are exceptions to that as well yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Definitely. I I kind of, I mean, I know we've touched on it in other episodes about like, does money bring happiness? And, you know, there's a lot of variables with that. And I think it's like, yeah, once you reach a certain threshold and you're comfortable, um, it can vary. But just because you have like, like, let's say 10 times more money than someone in like the middle ca- class, that doesn't necessarily mean you're 10 times happier potentially, you know, you can have all that money and be super, super depressed and other, other concerns. Um, So I think that's something to consider, because it's like, just because you're just dropped a bunch of money, all of a sudden, maybe you get to do some of the things that you never got to do before. But overall, do you have the skill set? And potentially, you can afford to pay for the learning those skills. (laughs) potentially from a coach or books or courses or whatever that might look like or a therapist um which will definitely i think improve your odds um but i think it really depends on the individual and what they're willing to invest their their time and money in into their happiness yeah and i think that's a really good example because i i have personally known people yeah. who have not had that much money right and been unhappy because uh, one of their habitual patterns was looking at everyone else and being like, oh, this guy has more money. This this woman has like a nicer car. This guy has like a better house, you know, like looking at um, the people around them who had even more money. And then they later climbed higher and higher up sort of the economic chain, but with the same sort of mindset, right? Still looking up towards like, well, this person has a jet and this person has like, 10 businesses and a couple warehouses and all this stuff and this and that. And so like, they didn't 
get any happier in that regard right like this this happiness is multifaceted this is just like one narrow sliver but like that piece of the mindset didn't change at all so having more money didn't improve their happiness in any way for that piece um and i think that's just like one example of sort of a larger issue that you can find and why changing your life circumstance doesn't always increase your happiness because Mm -hmm. a lot of times people are carrying these mindsets with them Mm-hmm. that are um, sort of reducing their happiness regardless of what else is going on. Yeah, totally. I think they're in that mindset of, you know, well, it's still not enough. It's like, okay, I hit that goal, but there's always more to go. <laughs> there's always more to go. And it's not, not wrong or bad to have goals and ambitions, but there's also, I think the other side of it is like, having acceptance and and love for the life that you have and appreciating what it that you have having gratitude i think is a big big part of it and that's another part that i think is sort of luck dependent and sort of not right like the person for my example was like raised with sort of that mindset or like it was just um part of their like family structure to sort of think that way of like oh everyone else has more Right. And they never like that. That was unlucky in the sense that they weren't exposed to like a different mindset of like, oh, mm-hmm. wow. Like I have all of these things. I can meet my needs. I can, I have somewhere to live. I have food on the table and then be able to like build a, on top of that mindset instead. Um, But I think, yeah, the, the part where people get more and more uh, control on it is like, as that person got more wealth i think more of those other ideas like the more gratitude focused ideas were surface to them and they sort of refused to internalize them or take them on and i guess in one sense that's luck right like do you have the kind of brain that's open enough to accept those ideas or not but in another sense that's like uh you know a choice of just like no, I'm going to keep focusing on looking up and all, all these like ridiculous, ridiculously luxurious things that other people have is what I'm going to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it kind of also, it can, we can interchange the word luck and do it and that people can be like, oh, that person's so lucky to have that. Or, oh, they always get all these, they're so lucky to have this opportunity. They're so lucky for this and that. They're so lucky for having those parents pay for whatever. Um, and they don't, <laughs> and maybe they're in this mindset of like, I'm just an unlucky person. <laughs> and so I think that can feed into unhappiness and uh, dissatisfaction with, with your own life. And, and yeah, I mean, I think there's legitimate people that clearly have had a hard life and would probably to the average person be considered unlucky because of one bad event. I know people who've had like one bad event after another, like they lost their father and then their mother and then their sibling and then their dog. And it's just like one bad thing after another. And it sucks um, for sure. But if you're always focusing on, on like, you know, you, you do have to realize maybe the degree is always, is going to be different from person to person, but not everyone's going to have like a perfectly perfect, happy, a hundred percent happy life all the time, (laughs) generally. Um, and it can be variable. So it really comes down to, you know, again, seeing the 
how do you perceive your, your own luck? I'm like, do I consider myself a lucky person? I don't, I don't <laughs> No, I feel like I, I receive the average amount of luck compared to other people, but I don't, I don't know, but I, I do know I have like, I think like, you know, I think the best is going to happen for the most part, or if I think the odds are generally in my favor, if like the statistics, if I look at statistics, I'm like, okay, this is what the statistics says. I'm most likely going to fall in that statistic, whether it's a good outcome or bad outcome versus my husband <laughs> who just always goes to like the worst case scenario and thinks that's the most likely thing to happen, which I don't think it is. Is kind of like a different type of mindset, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. I think it's um, more common to think that you're unlucky rather than lucky or yeah. neutral rather than yeah. lucky because I think, well, not I think, there's a bunch of studies that show that negative events are more prominent in our mind than positive ones. So <laughs> it's much easier to remember and notice and pay attention to all the times you've been unlucky and yeah. not notice all the times where it's like, Oh, I'm the one who got this opportunity. I'm the one who got this, uh, I don't know, promotion or whatever else. Like, uh, it, it's, it's sort of in the same bucket of, as gratitude, Yeah. but it's very easy and very common for people to miss and overlook things that were lucky for them or went in their favor and right. focus a lot on the things that didn't. And I, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Like all yeah. the time I'm like, Oh man, I'm I'm hitting every single red light, but do I ever notice the days where I hit every single green light? No, I don't. Not yeah. not once. So, just in that same sort of vein, like if people are feeling particularly unlucky, and I am sure that there are streaks of unluckiness or people who have very unlucky things happen, but most of the times you're also getting lucky in other ways, you know? Like even on the days that I've had a streak of unlucky things, in general, my health has been pretty good. And I've never once been like, oh, I'm so lucky that I'm like healthy and don't have any debilitating disease right now or any like yeah, uh, malfunctioning organs or limbs or, or anything like that, at least that I know about. And like those thoughts just never come to mind. But if they did, it would do a lot of work around like, I'm actually, you know, sure, I may be unlucky in this thing, but I am lucky in these other ways. And I think that's a more balanced way to sort of think about things but not a, not a common one and obviously it's not one that I do most of the time yeah yeah I think I'm kind of similar to you in that I don't often do it you know I had bad things happen but I don't think it's like dominating my life so much that I'm like oh I'm clearly a very unlucky person so yeah I think it it, it varies although there there are people that I would you know I might classify as unlucky not necessarily for life but maybe for like a given year or something where they have like a series of bad events happen um but I think how they handle it can can really make the difference if, if you could see the positive or the good actually what I I the other thought that came into my mind is um you know we've we've had guests in the past who have lost like limbs of that's a very unlucky thing to happen or situation to have to incur because it's not a common situation it really really sucks and understandably you could be really bitter and ask like why me why does it have to be me out of all the millions of people around why did it have to be me kind of situation and you can dwell in that 
mindset, which is okay and understandable, but if you stay there for years or decades, it's going to really impact your quality of life. And so it's like, you can choose day by day and it's not going to be easy um, to kind of like, um, I'm forgetting our guest name who had lost her arm to choose to be better instead of bitter was, was her thing, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Well, I feel like when, when you start talking about parts of your life that are influenced by luck positively or negatively, Mm -hmm. The more you choose to focus on those, the more control you give up over your own life, because there are always going to be events happening in our lives that are uh, luck based, right? Like, yeah. And a lot of times we can have influence over them to some degree, right? Like there are situations you can put yourself in that are more or less likely to produce good or bad outcomes. Mm -hmm. But in the end, the more time that you spend on sort of these like, um, unlucky or like random or pseudo random sort of events mm-hmm. you you just give up your your control and your ability to like influence your happiness so if you invest all of your uh focus there then you are leaving things up to the whims of the world and in general because the way our brains are wired that's going to tend to be on the more negative side like we're going to tend to see more of the negative stuff yeah so uh same sort of thing like if if so for that guest whose name i also can't remember which is rude but (laughs) (laughs) she's if she watches this episode (laughs) but the more time that you spend sort of on dwelling on things especially that have already passed right like you lose your ability to make changes for the future so it's like a double whammy of in terms of like you can't do anything and you have sort of the opportunity cost of like not working on something else um it doesn't have to be that extreme of an event like i've seen all kinds of people waste tons of time on the most random smallest like things and and definitely there are times when uh things happen where you face like disappointment or other negative emotions and giving yourself time to sort of like process and work through them makes sense But like you said, if you find yourself stuck there for long, long periods of time, uh, it's definitely a place worth doing some work to sort of unwind some of those thought patterns or see what else you can get out of it because um, the cost is just too high when we have the uh, ability to influence so many other factors of happiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I understand that that person can be bitter in that they might have to put in more work than the average person to get to a place of happiness because of whatever happened to them in their life. Actually, I see this with my patients where they're, they're, they're bitter or they're resentful that, you know, like, let's say they're trying to lose weight and it's just like really, really hard. They're doing everything right. And it's such a struggle. And then, you know, their spouse just like, stops drinking soda and they drop 20 pounds <laughs> it's just like so frustrating this person is so lucky and and I'm like doing everything like and so yeah it, it does suck and that's okay to to say that it sucks that you know you do have to work harder than compared to other people actually that was like me in med school I felt like I had to study harder and longer than most of my colleagues to pass and get get decent grades when you know I know like I had a um a colleague that 
you know, could just study for a test for a couple hours and be fine. And I put in like five times more work <laughs> and it was really frustrating. Um, but you know, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. And I'm sure in other aspects of life, I'm probably considered luckier than other people, maybe in many aspects. Um, but get that the work involved to get to happiness is going to be variable from person to person and accepting that is a part of life. Unfortunately, even if it's more work for you compared to someone else, I think we kind of have to like, let go of the comparison to others to pursue our own happiness. Yeah. It's, it's just like you were saying with sort of the, the studying thing, like, yeah, okay. Uh, you may not get the same results putting in the same amount of time mm -hmm. and effort, but sitting there for, you know, the extra four hours going like, this is so unfair. I'm so unlucky. This sucks. Like, the, you know, like you wouldn't have made it through school if you would have adopted that mindset. And I feel like a lot of people do that sort of thing where it's like, you already have some sort of disadvantage or you are actually facing something that's unlucky or someone else is luckier. And then in the face of that, you shoot yourself in the foot and just stop trying and stop doing anything because there is also a chance that you could have found like a different way to study that all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I don't have to study for 30 minutes. And now like mm -hmm. now it all clicks. And then, yeah. you know, it's funny because that same sort of set of roles or whatever would switch where it's like, Oh, now you're so lucky because you found that. And like, Oh, that's so nice for you. And like everyone else is unlucky because I have to try so much harder and et cetera, et cetera. Like yeah. not that that's the super likely scenario, but Stuff like that actually does happen all the time where people's sort of position and luck and whatnot switches around. And I think it's more important, at least in regards to happiness, what sort of mindset you carry around with you. Yeah, definitely. Actually, a kind of um, another comparison that I thought of just now is like at the gym, I do CrossFit. So it's a lot of various activities, a mix of cardio and weightlifting and like gymnastics and movements and you know I'm like rock star at squatting like I built up strength super fast super easily um made huge gains with that but <laughs> in other aspects um I am so terrible and I'm still terrible even though I've been doing it for many years like any like rowing or or certain movements I still can't do a freaking pull up for the life of me nope I can't do that so it's just you know I like it because there's such a mixture of various activities so it's like everyone's going to have the things that they're good at and then there's other other activities or movements or exercises that people are going to suck at and that's their weaknesses and that's it's good to know what those weaknesses are because then you can work on them and put more energy and time to that but you have to recognize that maybe there are things that come more naturally to you that you're not appreciating or acknowledging because they come so natural you're not even thinking of like I'm so lucky that squatting is so easy for me <laughs> yeah yeah I feel like sometimes people get caught in this trap where they see the gaps of what they're not good at and spend all their time trying to catch up to other people as opposed to stepping into the things that they are actually good at and really excelling there. Um, I mean, I know for me, like playing soccer forever and stuff, like I have such a hard time getting my cardio up to the point where a lot of like other soccer players are like a lot of other 
people can just run forever and feel fine and yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me and i spent yeah. so long trying to and to some degree you do have to get your like cardio up to a level to be able to play soccer but i spent so much time focusing on that instead of what i'm actually good at which is like sprints mm-hmm. yeah and i spent so much time trying to focus on like how do i get sort of my long distance running up when the position that i was playing like didn't necessitate like a ton of like i wasn't playing midfielder like i wasn't just like running back and forth the entire game I was playing defense and mostly doing sprints to like mm-hmm. stop other people. But I spent it's it's just funny looking back how much time I wasted on like, mm-hmm. oh, I really need to get good at this. Why am I not good at this? I'm so unlucky. Like my body's not working the way I want it to, right. as opposed to actually stepping into the space of like, actually for what I need to do, like to perform the way that I want. Yeah, I have the skills I need, and I mean that's why the coaches put me in that position is because that's like. Right. what i was more naturally inclined to be able to do yeah. um but just when i was younger i had such a hard time stepping out and seeing like oh this is my natural skill set and this is where i should like focus in on instead of trying to catch up on this other thing that uh, i'm not able to do as well yeah no definitely i think you know you can lean into your natural skill set and really like take it take off and you know i think of olympians obviously they have a natural talent but there's no like olympian that doesn't work their ass off to get where they are too and so it's like yeah michael phelps is like super tall and has the body structure to be a great swimmer but that doesn't mean he just like lollygags and just automatically gets all these gold medals (laughs) he like works worked his butt off too and like fed into like the body structure that he already had and did whatever he needed to do to to have all those gold medals essentially so it's it's like but if you imagine like um um who's that gymnastics person simone biles you think (laughs) if she tried to be a swimmer (laughs) for example like she's got the great body structure for a gymnast maybe not so much for a swimmer and so it's like you know maybe she's a terrible swimmer who knows um but she's not like (laughs) although i was just thinking of like michael jordan and how he he attempted to do baseball (laughs) for a little bit it wasn't the greatest at it when he was like the greatest of his time for basketball and it's kind of like yeah you can you can explore those things you're not as good as and just like to challenge yourself that's great but you know celebrate the wins of the things you are great at and like if you want to like be the best of the best then feed into the thing that's your body or your talents are naturally most inclined to do I think is a good strategy yeah I think it's uh, a matter of like where are you putting your focus and what's your mindset right like as we've been talking about luck like if you want to have a fair perspective on luck you can't just find the thing that you're not suited to do spend (laughs) a bunch of time on that and be like oh I'm so unlucky like I'm not you know like if you have the wrong body structure for a sport like for me for example playing volleyball like I'm not tall enough to Mm -hmm. play volleyball so if I spent all my time trying to play professional volleyball and was like oh I'm so unlucky like I would be missing the other places where I have been lucky Mm -hmm. and it's and like I guess you know it can be harder to sort of digest than a lot of people want because sometimes you can get your mindset locked into like but this is the thing I want like I want to play volleyball uh Uh and and then start feeling unlucky that way but 
mm-hmm. it's just not realistic in, unless you mm-hmm. look at the whole suite of different things that are that exist and consider where your strengths and weaknesses actually are because everyone is going to have something that they excel at naturally to some degree mm-hmm. yeah and kind of going using that volleyball example it's like even if your body structure isn't like designed perfectly for volleyball it's like but if you love volleyball you can do it but just kind of maybe let go of the expectation that I'm going to be the best of the best volley player ball player because I love it so much because there's a ton of people that love it too and that have the body structure for it but you can do it because it gives you happiness and that's a great thing to do it's just do it because you love it not because you're trying to like be the the world's best volleyball player there has ever seen yeah <laughs> so yeah i think that makes a lot of sense too you know when you're when you're thinking about things and like a lot of people comparing themselves to other people and thinking about luck because i think that comes up a lot right and it's like oh this yeah. person's so rich they're so lucky that they were able to do this right. and we've talked about it before but luck does play some role in many things but there's also often a full story that you don't have the perspective of like you don't have the whole I think I've told you this before but I know someone who has a very successful business and everybody just tells them how lucky they're all the time and they miss the decade or two where all they did was work like 80 hours a week (laughs) right exactly um and and it's just interesting like I guess when it comes to outcomes a lot of people don't see the process and then attribute it to luck. Yeah. Um, which is actually useful to know because then there are some things that people look at as luck, but if you actually know the path, you can see that there's mm-hmm. less luck involved than you might think. And and then you can actually sort of get on that path as well. If it's, if it's something of interest to you by sort of like learning from the people who have already done it, as opposed to seeing like, uh, for example, with like that business stuff, like there's a lot of people who are like, Oh, you're so lucky. And then they never think like, mm-hmm. I could also do this. Like there is a path to doing this with like a set of work and skills that you develop and whatever else. They mm-hmm. they just shut the whole thing down and just go like, well, that's luck. Like, oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I think that's, that's a missing piece people see when people are super successful or they come from like nothing and then they get to extreme wealth or fame or whatever that might be actually was just thinking of of mr mr beast who's like one of the most famous youtubers out there right now with millions and millions of followers um who i actually was listening to an interview he was on a podcast and just kind of sharing about it because he's like super young he's in his 20s i believe right now and he is like super but he's been doing it for since he was like i think a teenager maybe even younger than that like releasing videos, just like entirely so obsessed with it so hard, literally working like his butt off and really getting really shitty results for a very long time before it kind of got some attention. And so it's like people don't necessarily want to do all the grunt work and all the the shitty stuff because it might not lead to anything. And maybe there was some luck involved in that, you know, he just you know, from the the millions of videos he's released, like one of them just like really caught on and just like exploded and that went viral. And so then, you know, more people knew about him. And so he was led to other videos. Um, But it, you know, 
maybe a tiny bit of luck involved, but you and and being shown in front of like the right people definitely could make a difference. But you know, putting in the work was definitely you know, a big part of that. Well, it's like I think it's a quote, maybe not. I don't know, but it just seems like the more the more hard work you put in, the the yeah. luckier you <laughs> the get. The luckier you get, typically. Yeah. But it doesn't guarantee it. You can put yeah, in like yeah, a ridiculous yeah. amount of work. And I think it's like let go of attachment to outcome and just do your best. And, you know, yeah, the more you work, the more the odds increase, the chances of you winning or whatever that might be <laughs> like, might make the difference. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the way that I think about it or maybe I heard it from somewhere I can't remember but like the more work you've done or the more skills you've developed or whatever else the better prepared or able you are to act on opportunities yeah you know like there's all kinds of opportunities that have come up in my life but I just haven't been like able to act on them because I don't I haven't had sort of the preparation or training or put the work in or had the experience or whatever else um and I don't notice those as much or it's like harder to notice those because I wasn't ready for them. Yeah. But if I go back through my whole life and look at all my opportunities and all my chances and stuff, like I can see when I'm doing work correlated with like whatever the opportunity is, my ability to capitalize it or even see the opportunity is, is much greater than if I'm just sort of like sitting there and not really doing anything or um, it's, it's in a realm that I've barely put any investment. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, the times where I just sat on my butt and just hoped something good would happen rarely happens. <laughs> I usually was like something, some effort involved to, to get a little bit of that luck because you got to put yourself out there to be able to receive it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think we covered this topic pretty well. Do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up today? Yeah, I think, um, you know, even though there is some luck involved in happiness, the second that you're able to start learning about the things that you actually have control over and focus there and start making progress there, you are so much better served. Like Mm -hmm. focusing on luck or thinking about luck in your general day-to-day as, as uh, influencing your happiness is just not that useful. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in this week. We appreciate you. And if you appreciate us, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and help spread the happiness in the world. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Happy Talks with Dr. Allison Donovan. We hope you got something of value to help bring a little more happiness into your life. What lesson or takeaway did you get from today's episode? For more tips and tools, be sure to check out my website at dralicefong.com. And you can find me on my social media handles at dralicefong. You can find me at howtohappy.com and follow me on my social media handles at howtohappy. Catch Catch you next time. time.